Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another depressing week of Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. As we are sitting here after SummerSlam, trying to decide if we even like wrestling anymore. Yeah, that seems like a common thing that we talk about at the beginning of our shows. Do we even like wrestling? Um, I wish I would have watched Collision last night. Yeah. Which I shouldn't be saying about SummerSlam. Yeah. One of the big four, you know, one of the... The, the pinnacle of wrestling. I shouldn't be saying that I would have rather watched a weekly show. A, the, 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 the thunder, <laughs> the WCW thunder of AEW. Uh, yeah, no, it, it doesn't make sense that SummerSlam, I don't think I think it was as bad as you do based on what we've yeah. talked about. And we'll, we'll dive into this more in a minute, but it wasn't great. Mm-mm. Not at all. So, to make this easier and to make us feel better, I've got some whiskey. What do we got? We have Sazerac Rye. Okay. This is a straight what rye whiskey. It is 45% alcohol by volume, Smells making really it good. 90 proof. Of course, it's going to be rye, so it's going to have some of that sweetness to it. Um, It smells yeah. real good. Yeah. This is one that uh, Caitlin picked up for me. I do not know a price on this. She just surprised me with a bottle of whiskey. So let's see how it works. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It's uh, not overly sweet. There's something. There's a there's something lingering on my tongue I can't place. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Mm. I'm trying to figure out what that that uh that yeah. flavor is. Yeah, there's something lingering there. Hmm. But it's a good whiskey. Um Yeah, it's not too bad. They say on the bottle that this is um Perfect choice to make a Sazerac cocktail, which they claim is America's first cocktail. It's one of the first. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's up there on that list. Like, it, uh, old fashions, you know, those are kind of the the first uh, bourbon slash whiskey. Yeah. Cocktails that came about. <clears throat> so. But, yeah. We're not going to cover... Um, any of the shows this week well, other than one? We're, we're going to talk a little bit, of, or you're going to talk a little bit about Dynamite. I'm going to talk a little about Dynamite because it was their 200th show, so kind of yeah. a milestone, right? Uh, the the thing with the WWE shows, and this happens every time that we come up to a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. A premium live premium events. Premium live events, yes. Um, that the shows themselves are nothing shows. Yeah. They are just, okay, 
we have to finalize our matches and we have to get to the to SummerSlam to yeah. payback to whatever it is. Most of them are just as as Jody from Traveler says, I'll see you at the pay per view. Right? I mean, that's, that's right. That's all these two shows are. Um at most you get a little bit of wrestle math out of it, I guess. You know, who stood tall on Raw or SmackDown is probably the person who's gonna lose on the pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, like we said, though, Wednesday night was Dynamite 200. <clears throat> they did a couple of cool things, I thought. They they went back to the old-school original Dynamite entrance ramp uh, for the show. I thought that was kind of cool. They brought back the color pop explosion stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. When Cody came out of the... Oh, wait, no, that didn't right. happen. Cody was on a couple of uh, like vi- uh, video vignettes that they put out, though. Mm. So that was kind of interesting. Um. I mean, he is a huge portion of, of AEW. Yeah. And always will be. Especially the, the kickoff of AEW. Yeah. So, Dynamite started with uh, Jericho and Takeshita versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Complete. This is a complete dissolution of the Jericho Appreciation Society at this point. Um, except for next week. Except they're for having... next week, they're having an emergency meeting that was called by Daddy Magic. And you will be there. Uh, Jericho hits uh, Garcia in the head with the bat. And, or no, I'm sorry. Callus hits Garcia in the head with the bat. Jericho kind of looks at him like, what the hell did you just do? And and Callus uh, looks at him and says, Penny. Jericho goes and pins. Um, they're continuing the whole Jerry Lynn, Jack Perry thing. Uh, RVD shows up. Nearly uh, kicks Jungle Boy's head off. He doesn't really say anything when he's in the ring and that, but he has a he cuts a promo backstage talking a little bit about it. Yeah, kind of cool to see RVD. He, we can talk more about this later, but he's beginning to show his age. He's starting to show his age for sure. Um, we got a an all an anything goes, so no holes barred match between Moxley, uh, Trent Beretta, and Penta, where Trent wins. Which was very interesting. Yeah. MJF cuts a really good promo. Like this was a this was a super babyface promo. Now he 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 talks about his life. He talks about how he was always picked on. He talks about how he became a scumbag to protect himself from everybody that used to pick on him. And one of the funny things he he says, "Oh, don't don't worry. Uh, I'm still a scumbag, but I'm your scumbag." You know. Yeah. It, it was a really good babyface persona or, or promo, right? I don't know how long it's going to last. You know, I don't know if they're going to rug pull us. I don't know if uh, Cole's well, going to go heel and turn the, on him. The speculation on the internet, in the interwebs right now, is that Cole is going to turn heel because when Cole came out and they did their joint promo and then hugged mm-hmm. in the ring, yeah, Cole hugged and then with a fist. Did two pops. Like stabbing him in the back or something? Like he was stabbing in the back. And he's done the same thing to Roddy and to Kyle O'Reilly when he was, when he turned on them. They signed their contract for the match. And when I say that, MJF handed Cole the contract and Cole signed it without even looking at it. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's some kind of something in there. Yeah. Uh, We got the. Elite versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. This was an overbooked nightmare, uh, but the Elite wins. 
ROH Tag Championship match, Aussie Open versus uh, El Hijo uh, Del Vikingo and Commander. Good match. Aussie Open, of course, retained. Then the main event, which was a women's match on a main event, so I guess props. We had Sheeta versus Tony Storm. Uh, Sheeta wins. Comes the first AEW two-time, or the second AEW two-time women's champion. Tony was technically the first. Um, people are talking about how Tony's been shit all over on, with these two belt runs. The first one was like 60 days. This one was like, I think, 70-something days. Um, One thing I will give them a little credit for here is the fact that I know that the plan was Tony Storm versus uh, Jamie Hayter. Hater's hurt, so and there's not really a, a good ex- expectation of timeline of when she'll be back at this moment. Um, unlike previous times where they've had, you know, title plans get stopped by an injury, they they at least didn't go into a circling pattern here. Yeah, looks like Tony might be learning. It looks like they actually pulled the trigger on something. Now, what they do with it, I don't know. But it's not just a, well, we get to see Tony Storm wrestle the same scrubs for months until Hater comes back. Overall, Dynamite 200 was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of dug it. Before we talk about SummerSlam, let's talk about Dynamite and AEW and their women's division as a whole. Good Lord. It is a, it is a chaos-wrapped surprise. <laughs> So, independent wrestler Lou Fisto, uh, which, and God, the, what I, is that name? And but, <laughs> so, go ahead and tell the story, because there are so many conflicting reports yeah, from so, so many different people. So, Lou Fisto says that AEW's women's division is crap, that they all hate each other, mm-hmm. that it, it's gate-kept, you know, Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, you got to know somebody who knows somebody, all that kind of stuff. MJF came out and said, that's not at all, uh, and Mm -hmm. basically said, use your head. This, you know, somebody who has been in wrestling for this long and isn't, hasn't made it, there's a reason. There's a reason, because she's been wrestling for 26 years. Yeah, and and that's a fair point. Like, what is it now? I don't know. I, I, I'm not even really positive I know who you know, Lou Fisto is. Comments from com, MJF also had a couple of things that dropped in there about sour grapes a little yeah. bit. Because one of the big parts of Lou Fisto's comment was, you know, when she was there, you know, they they kind of, they wanted her to come in. They wanted her to wrestle. Uh, QT Marshall called her in. She came in. She did, you know, she was part of a, a six-man tag nearly a year ago. Yeah. So this is a year in the the works here, right? Mm-hmm. Nearly a year ago. She was in the match for about a minute and a half. And then after she went to the back, she says that Dustin, who everybody I've ever heard of, has says that Dustin Rhodes is one of the nicest people on the planet. Yeah. Says that he was an asshole to her. Uh, says Ruby was an asshole. Said that... Ruby and Dustin were talking at one point, and she walked up, and they just said, we'll talk later, and walked away. Um, Like, she asked somebody, I forget who it was she said, she asked somebody how she did in the match, and they were like, 
you did awful. You didn't sell enough for the signed talent. Uh, you know, you should have been the one, you know, you should have been taking this. You should have been doing this. You should have been doing this. Uh, Cause you're not signed. You're not here. That kind mm. of thing. Um, which does lend a lot of credence to the fact that it sounds like sour grapes. Yeah. Uh, again, she's been wrestling for 26 years. After all this was said, a lot of the women in AEW, they didn't attack her. They came out and defended the women's division. Yeah, Soraya came out and said, the uh, narrative going around is very disheartening considering someone says they want the best for the women's division and then buries it in a number of tweets. Yeah, uh, Renee Pequette, Pequette, however you say her name, we have an incredible women's division that all look out for and support each other. And I'm... I'm Cutting what they're saying. Yeah. You know, these are not their full statements. Taya Valkyrie, uh, the narrative that all AEW women hate each other is quite frankly annoying. I've been there five months, and everyone from the second I walked through the building has been nothing but supportive, hyping each other up and badass. Like, the only two people I've heard in the women's division that had any kind of beef with each other at all was Britt and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Like, that's it. And, and I could see some factions forming around that. Yeah. But, yeah, Brit and Thunderosa, which, I'm sorry, you can't always expect everybody to like everybody else. Exactly. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. There are people that I have worked with in the past that I'm able to work with, and I, I would be work be able to work with again. I can be professional but I don't want to have anything to do with so them. Same way where I've worked. I think everybody has had that one There's, coworker. There is one person that I can think of that I have worked with in the past that I will never work with again. And that is because he ended up being a pedo. Yeah. And that's, that's I ain't going to do, you know, that's if I ever walk different. into some place and he's there, I'm, I'm leaving. Quitting. Yeah. Um, Lou Fisto apparently released an Instagram story response after, you know, basically saying it appears that the entire wrestling community is jumping on me. Uh, I simply said what I saw. I said what I said my piece and my perception. Mm -hmm. Everybody's telling me I'm wrong. Everybody's jumping down my throat. I've only ever wanted the best for women's wrestling. Uh, while I continue to get pushed, uh, passed over and passed over and passed over, uh, I've been called an indie lifter where. You have a good match with me, and then you get signed, but I never have been signed. Um, I feel like I've wasted 26 years of my life doing this. I don't know where I'm going from here. It, it really came off as a pity me post. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get trapped in the telling her that her perception is wrong. No, right. we we have At not all. been there. We don't know who's right and Don't who's know wrong. who's right, who's wrong here. And yeah, there's going to be a certain amount of, I guess, tribalism is the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, when somebody attacks your tribe, you're going to step up and defend it, even if that may not exactly be the right thing sometimes. But the post she put out really did her no favors, as far as I'm concerned, because it really came off as the whiny... Uh, it should have been me. Right? It should have been me. <laughs> like, remember uh, several years ago with Dolph Ziggler's, that should have been me character, right? Yeah. It really just came off as that, why was I never picked? Why was I never signed? 
and a complete lack of self-introspection that said, is there a reason I wasn't signed? Just my two cents on that one. And and maybe there wasn't ever a reason. Maybe it was just a case of poor timing. It could be. Could be. You know, and I hate to say this, but it's true. The wrestling business is fickle. Yeah. When it comes to women Fickle. and <laughs> but when it comes to women and not just the wrestling business, and, but especially the wrestling business. And here's the thing when it becomes when it comes to women and it comes to age, yeah. We are very older. fickle as a, a a an audience. She's a little older, right? Mm-hmm. Um she doesn't have your traditional beauty that people look for in wrestlers. Um, you know, she doesn't have the body type. And she's not. She's also not the body type of like a Nia Jax, a Piper Nevin, and and I'm not trying to fat shame there at all. You know, I'm I'm fat as hell myself, right? But she doesn't have that 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 over the top look, and she doesn't have the supermodel look. She's kind of average, mm-hmm. and in the world of wrestling, average for the women, unfortunately, isn't going to draw eyes. You either have to be beauty standard or you have to be, and I hate using this word, but freak show. And I don't mean that in terms of, like, a negative Uh, term. I mean that. Please don't take this in the wrong way because it's. when When I say that, I don't mean you, right? I mean that in. You're not average. Nia's not average. Ruby's not average. Mm-hmm. You know, Ruby's punk rock, tattoos, all that kind of stuff. Piper's not average. Um, trying to think through some of the other ones in Nia. there. Rhea, I would say, not average. You know. Yeah, but Rhea's, Rhea's leaned into that whole alts. True, but, but but what I mean but though before is, that she was very I mean, much at the beauty very beginning. Stuff, you know? She was she was pretty, yeah. right? But she has moved past that. Sir, she is pretty. Is pretty, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. I'll give you- um, she's not average. None of the women in wrestling I would call average. Yeah, and and we're not trying to take shots at anybody here. No, not at all. We're just. You know, for a large portion of specifically Lou Fisto's career, mm-hmm. the only option you had to go was WWE. Yeah, WWE had TNA. Well, you had TNA, but the only option was WWE. Yeah. And WWE didn't hire you if you were not a supermodel. True. Just facts. Therefore, a significant portion. Because at minimum, she says she's been wrestling for 26 years. So at minimum, she's in her 40s now. Yeah. Right? You figure if she started wrestling at even 15, she's 41. Yeah. And WWE does not like to hire women Mm -hmm. over the age of mid-20s. Right. Uh, There are standouts. And, and, you know, specifically, you've got Trish Stratus, who's on Monday Night Raw, and, and she's 50. Right. But That's she different. also made her name when she was 20. When she was in her 20s. Um, so there. Because the thing is, like, 
think if if let's let's assume she's forty one. I don't know how old she is, and I just can't be asked to look it up really. But she's got to be in her lower, at least her lower forties, if not a little more. Yeah, that would have put her in the twenties range, in like two thousand, two thousand two, two thousand three, which was the divas era. Yeah, it was the divas era, and, and then Lucisto is not a diva. Yeah, and then if you go to TNA, yeah, they were still very much divas, divas. at that time. Your one standout that I can think of, Gail Kim, but even no, because Gail, Gail's even, pretty. She, I was, yeah, yeah, true, Gail, Gail, Gail would true. fit into o, o, uh, OBD or ODB. O, ODB. That was who yeah. I was going to go for, uh, and and maybe uh, Awesome Kong. Yeah. Um, but again, but again, there those you go. two go in the in that. ODB's gimmick. Yeah, was I'm not pretty. I'm not pretty. I have big boobs, and I'm going right. to basically show them trash. Yes, yeah. Her gimmick played up the fact, and and I don't know anything about Lou Fisto and her gimmick or right. gimmicks over time. So, sure, but there's also not a lot of space on rosters Mm-mm. built around beauty pageant stars right for people who aren't beauty pageant stars and when you have that filled by an ODB or an awesome kong yep you know there you go so i and look i hope that lufisto finds success i i hope that I'm, whatever I it is it this way i hope she finds peace yeah right if she wants success, I think she's doing it the wrong way because as much as as much as I wish it wasn't this way, politics do play a hell of a lot in wrestling. They always have. Yeah. This is not how you politic your way into a spot. Yeah. All of this takes us back to AEW. We're we're going to get off of this yeah. uh some very very dangerous waters. Yeah. And back to AEW and their women's division. Well, there's been speculation about since the women's division has come under such fire recently, this is why she brought up what she did. Uh, Again, this was like a year, a year and a half ago that this happened. But it's never been mentioned. It's never been talked about. It's never been said until all of a sudden the women's division appears to be in chaos and nobody knows what to do and... All that kind of stuff. We have sat here and talked multiple times. AEW's women's division is weak. Very. And it it, has, that's not it has a shot. Strong people in a weak division. Yeah, this this is not a shot at any individual woman in that division. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The booking and the handling of women's wrestling in AEW has been shit. Yes. 100%. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. But it has some strong personalities and some people, and we're sitting here and we're asking, what happened? Mm-hmm. You got Hakara Shida. Yeah. She ruled, and you can go back and listen to us throughout 2020. We were in love with this woman mm-hmm. as a performer and as champion. And then she disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. You have Britt Baker. We were extremely hard on her in 2019 when she first debuted. Yep. She was injured. 
she turned heel. And she became the Brit Baker that we know. She started putting in the work. She put in the work. And she is top tier women's wrestling in AEW. Yep. Go forward a little bit. You've got a couple of other people in there. I've never bought Riho as a champion. Not at all, ever. Uh, and I understand that, you know, that she was the, the inaugural women's champion. I, I don't care. Riho's not. I've never bought her as a champion. I'm not particularly fond of her in the ring. She's not charismatic enough to make up for her size. Rio has multiple. Has her size is the biggest negative. But we we in fact when we were talking about her last time, we talked about Rey Mysterio and and his size. Mm. Rey Mysterio brought that charisma. He brought the underdog spirit. He brought all that. Riho doesn't and. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm a thousand percent sure that it is a language barrier, a culture mm-hmm. barrier, all that kind of stuff. But I don't want to blame that. I don't want to be that guy. But unfortunately, it is right. Yeah, and that again, that falls on AEW. Falls on AEW for putting her in that position. Because let's just speaking language barrier, culture barrier, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If we look across the way. Into WWE, you have Oscar, mm-hmm. who, at least on television, does not speak very good English. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know if she speaks English very well, if at all. Backstage, mm-hmm. I could see her having been over here as long as she has that she has a grasp of the language, yeah. but she's played that up, mm-hmm. and her cutting promos in Japanese. I don't understand a word that she's saying, but they're great promos. Yeah, the the inflection and the body language that she puts into her promos gets the point across without understanding what she's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and Rio doesn't do that. Rio has never she stands done in the middle that. of the ring and kind of gives an awkward smile and waves. And if you have somebody who doesn't have the charisma, whether it's a language or cultural barrier, or they just lack the charisma. You have to give them a manager if you say, hey, this person is championship material. Then you have to put them with a manager who can speak for them. Mm-hmm. And AEW's not done that. Not done that. Uh, you look at... Uh, so many women in AEW... And I'm blanking, um, what is her name? The Indian. Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. The Native American. Native American. Indigenous person. Whatever. Um, I'm completely blank. I could see her, but she has an amazing story. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a trans woman. She's, Mm -hmm. so she has that amazing story. She did a great heel work. She does great heel work. She's great as a monster in your division. Yep. We see her every three to six months. Right. She's decent in the ring. Mm -hmm. She is the monster of the division. She doesn't have to be playing for the title all the time, but she's the monster in the division. But the women's division gets two minutes a, a, a week. For wrestling. So, so that's the biggest problem with that 
is they just don't do enough for the women, period. Yeah. Um, they have no other made stars. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this transition. You ready? Because mm-hmm. as much as they don't do for the women, Becky was pissed. Becky was pissed. Uh, her and Trish's match got... Trish was apparently not happy Trish about it either. not happy either. Their match got taken away from SummerSlam. It's going to be next week on, on Raw. Um, so she was mad. Your women's heavyweight champion, Rhea, did not have a match on SummerSlam. She was on there because she was out with uh, the the uh, uh, Judgment Day for Seth With Finn's a weird match. new haircut. Yeah. Did you see that? Like it, it, Yeah, but she was on the show. Yeah. She didn't do anything. Um, she ran out with them. Yeah. So, WWE's women's there were there was the one women's match I do believe on SummerSlam. Two, there were there, there were two. two. Um, Shayna. Oh, yeah, that's right, Shayna Ronda. Because well, okay. guys, we were just to, to throw this out there. We, we were, were talking before the out. show, and we hadn't pulled up the the card yet, and we're just that like, shows was there one how or two? forgettable that match was. So uh, before, before we, we hop into SummerSlam, okay. there is one other sad thing that I want to I want to mention. Okay, uh, Biggie. Was talking. I don't know if it was a tweet, if it was a podcast or whatever. But Biggie had a statement recently. He's been advised by his doctors mm-hmm. to never wrestle again. Uh, he has not made the decision right. one way or the other. He wants to do what is best for him yep. and the best decision for his life. And he even talked about, you know, when he started, he wouldn't have cared if he died in the ring. But now he does. He's got so much that he yeah. wants to do. Uh, he does not want, as far as I understand and remember from his podcasting days, mm-hmm. he doesn't want a family. Nope. But he does want to support the people like him. Yeah. You know. Um, I heard he, he was discussing looking into possible commentary options. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Yeah. If you could do something like that. Best thing I can say is I hope whichever way Big E goes, that he makes the right decision for him. Yeah, not for his fans. I would love to see Big E in the ring again. Um, but my thoughts, the thoughts of every Big E fan, does not matter. What matters is his health. Is his health. So, like I would love to see him back in the ring again. And and I say this, and I've said this on here before. I want to see. Big E back in the ring again. I want to see these guys. I don't want to see them if they're putting their lives and their mobility yep. and their health at risk. And to attach with this, apparently Randy Orton's been told you probably should never get in the ring again. Randy apparently was talking. He wanted to get his lower back fused. Right. And the doctors are like, uh, we don't exactly normally work. do that. <laughs> so it's very up in the air right now whether Randy Orton mm-hmm. is going to return and it's very up in the air as to whether Big E is going to return. There were a lot of people speculating, oh, Randy will be back at SummerSlam. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Fightful came out hard with the, there are no plans for Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Uh, he has not been medically cleared. There is no ETA on when he will be back. And there were several other dirt sheets that kind of yeah, they're just hiding it from you because they know you'll talk about it. Nope. Randy Orton did not make an appearance on SummerSlam, period. They didn't even mention him. So, 
and the undercurrent of all of this, because everybody's, oh, Randy's, Randy's going to be back at Mania. Randy's going to be back. The undercurrent has always been, Randy Orton may never wrestle again. And yes. everybody, when, when they get close to these shows, forget mm-hmm. that there's that undercurrent of, yeah. he may Randy never may wrestle never again. wrestle again. Yep. Uh, you know what? I love Randy Orton. He is by far and away. He's a legend. Well, he he's he's eleven. He, he's a legend, but he is by far and away one of the best performers and professional wrestlers to Big have time. ever laced up boots. Big time. He gets professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him come in and put over a lot of these younger talent, but it's the same thing as Big E. Yep. Randy has kids. And if him coming and putting a show on for me, yeah, as I'm sitting here at 350 pounds watching professional wrestling, right, means that he's not going to be able to play with his kids. He's not going to be able to jump in the pool and do RKOs on his kids, mm-hmm. like we've seen him post right. on Instagram and stuff in the past. I don't want to see him in the ring. Yep, exactly. I don't want to see him in the ring. Exactly. So, so shall we move to SummerSlam? Let's move to SummerSlam. So right. before we go through like the matches and everything, last night me and Jody watched it up here at the at the studio, and leaving I thought eh about a six out of ten it was okay. Then I got to thinking about it more, and I've adjusted my I adjusted my score last night to about a four out of ten. This was a relatively bad pay per view with a couple of little cool moments. This morning when I woke up, I think I want to adjust that again to a 3 out of 10. Because the cool moments do nothing really to outweigh the bad moments, and the rest of the show was mediocre at best. Next week on the Whiskey Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, Jason Holder adjusts his ranking of SummerSlam to a negative 10 out of 10. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I legit think it's the worst pay-per-view this year. Uh, from WWE or AEW. Um, this felt paint by numbers. It was terrible. It, this was a big four, and it was yeah. terrible. So let's let's dive into it. I I don't think I think it's about as bad as you do, but it's certainly not worth a whole lot. I will give it a solid four out of ten. So, show kicks off with Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Yeah. The match was serviceable. I will say, as much as I despise him as a person, Logan Paul's a decent wrestler. There were a couple of decent spots in this match. The biggest problem I have with it is, one, it's Logan Paul, and he's a terrible human who should never be anywhere near any television or streaming or seen ever again, period. And two... I simply didn't care about this match. They have done nothing to make me care about Ricochet. And, oh, Ricochet and Logan Paul had that cool jump off the ropes at each other segment at the Rumble. And we're going to, that's the basis that no, we're building this match. Well, that happened, and then there was the uh, Money in the Bank where yeah. they botched. Yes. And that was the basis for this match. 
I don't Which, care. I don't care. Uh, cool. Logan, you, if you can't keep up, get out of the ring. You, you uh, built a match on a brief spot. Don't care. Moving on. I think we had Ronda and well, next no, up Cody and was Cody and Brock. This match drug. This match had uh, one cool spot, and it was after the match. Yeah this this match drug. It started out as Brock beating Cody down, and Cody coming back because you can't keep a good Cody down. There and were then, there were six spots in this match where it was can Cody get back in the ring before the ten count. With Brock yelling at him to stay out yeah, and save it, yourself. It was awful. Then Cody finally wins. He hits three crossroads to get the win. And then we have what was apparently an unplanned segment. As Cody and was celebrating his win in the ring, mm-hmm. Brock approaches. They shake hands. I think they hug. They do. Brock, Brock kind of walks up and like bumps his head against him. And then offers his hand. They shake hands. They hug. And, and then, then Brock raises Cody's hand and does the whole point. Hey, this is the winner. Which is really cool. was apparently very unplanned. Um, we give Brock a lot of crap for the way he's been booked as this overly dominant individual. He's very good in the ring. Yeah. And he just endorsed Cody. Yeah. Which is um, cool. Yeah. Um, that was one of my, my bright spot moments. And it wasn't even in a match. Yeah. Moving on, we have the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Um, I'm not even going to try to tell you who all was in this match because, frankly, I don't have an easy listing. AJ of it was in it. Yeah. I mean, AJ, LA Knight, Karrion Cross, yeah. uh, almost. Uh, Austin Theory Austin was in Theory, it. Austin Theory. So your uh, your US Waller. champion was in this yeah. match. Grayson Waller was in it. Bronson Reed. Uh, you know. Ciampa. Yeah, like it, it's just not it, worth it. It was the your mid carters. It was Miz, your mid carters. Yeah, it, we get down to except for AJ, I guess. AJ's they they don't have a spot Sheamus for him. Sheamus was in there. Yeah, they don't have a spot for AJ at the the top of the card right, right. now. So he's kind of just uh, doing what he can. Yep. It gets down, and LA Knight gets the win. Yep, LA Knight gets his win, so that's okay. Um, I have no faith in WWE at all that they will do anything with this. The, I know there's been rumoring around that LA Knight's supposed to get a big push after SummerSlam. I have no faith in WWE that they will do anything with this. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Or, you know, to to quote Super Troopers, I, I believe it when me shit turns green and smells like Rainbow Sherbert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Look. WWE has done a horrible job in recent years of making us feel like they're doing something. Triple H is overcorrected. Yeah. Well, Triple H has overcorrected in the when Jason Holder or Michael Hill sit down and watch a match, and we can tell you before the match even starts, this is what's going to happen. And we can tell you A, B, C, D, here's your winner. Like, we've done that. On multiple occasions. And and Triple H is trying to correct that, but he's overcorrecting, and you look at what Cody has significantly cooled off. We have an inside joke between all of us in the, the wrestling chat that we have 
around, hey, it would be really cool if they did this, which means they won't do it. They're yeah. probably going to do this instead. And most of the time, they do this instead. Or, hey, you know what I want to see? I want to see X, Y, and Z. But we're going to see ABC. Yep. Uh, you know. Exactly. Um, we move forward to Ronda Rousey, Shayna Bowser, MMA rules match. So, uh, I have thoughts. I liked the concept. I liked that Shayna was the face. The promo that was cut, I think, last week or week before last, there is no way. Ronda tried a babyface promo, and it fell flat on its damn face. I like the fact that Shayna wins here. Yeah. She choked out no, Ronda. Shayna had to win. If Ronda wins, then Shayna's right. done. There are the two major problems I had with this. This is an MMA-style fight. So the first thing is, no, it's not. Because WWE is absolutely not going to risk the actual safety of either of these women in an MMA fight. Now, did they get a little stiff? Yeah, it looked like it in a couple spots. This match was about a minute and a half too long. If you're going to have an MMA fight, to me, that says this is going to be fast and it's going to be brutal. So here, here's my question. And you can't tell me that they couldn't have done this. WWE has entered into a deal to merge with Endeavor, which owns this right. little company. I don't know if you've heard of this company or not, but uh, UFC, Ultimate mm-hmm. Fighting Championship. They've entered into this deal. It is all but done. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that they couldn't have said, hey, UFC, Send us one of your refs. Send us the uh, one of your, right. one, of your one of your refs. We're gonna do this under UFC rules. So, now, so it's still going to be a WWE match. Why, it, <laughs> we have cages that they lower from the ceiling mm-hmm. all the time. Why couldn't we lower an octagon around the the ring? Why couldn't we have a UFC referee? Or if we're not gonna have a UFC referee, why couldn't we take one of our WWE referees and dress them in UFC gear? Why all I'm saying Ron, is why couldn't Ronda and Shayna be dressed in UFC fight gear instead of wrestling attire? You're wanting to make this an MMA fight, and I I get your concept. That's the history of these two. Every conceivable possibility, you shit the bed. Like these two. We can talk about Rhonda and how, you know, whether she's the baddest woman on the planet or whatever. She's not. But these two both have a history in MMA, a history in professional wrestling. Yep. And you can't tell me that they couldn't have sat down because regardless of what we're seeing on screen, they are friends. Very close the friends from what I understand. Fine. You know, they're very close friends from what I understand. Mm-hmm. You're telling me they couldn't have sat down and come up with an MMA fight that worked, would have worked. as a wrestling match. Yep. And sure. you throw... <sighs> I've got Big John in there, but I don't think he's doing UFC anymore. I don't think he is, but, but, but you know... You get the point. You, you throw in and one of the... Not, you know what? If he's not doing UFC anymore, good! 
That would be perfect because he's not under any kind of weird yeah. contracts anywhere that would create a problem. But it wouldn't have created a problem because they're, they're getting the same company. Even if they went uh, that route, right? But you put in one of these recognizable UFC refs. And you coach them and say, look, these two are going to fight. All I need you to do is either count to three or. No, it, there was no count there, to three. Yeah. There was no pinning. There was, you were knocked out or submitted. Yeah. There's so, a spot in the match, too, where, where Shayna's like arms hurt. And she's in the corner and she's holding her arm. And the medical staff comes down. And it took them entirely too long for Ronda to be like, there's no medic staff in MMA. Well, and, and throw here, them away. Here's you know, the push thing. them out of the way. You're right. But there are breaks in MMA. There, because an MMA fight, that we brought an up. MMA fight is three. Two-minute rounds, I think, is it, right? Is it, yeah, I think it's three two minutes unless it's a title fight and, and then and it's, it's like five, five, five minutes. Yeah. Uh, or something along those lines. Why didn't we have that? Why didn't we have breaks? Why didn't they make this an MMA match? The thing is, in all but signed paperwork right now, mm-hmm. UFC and, and WWE, WWE are owned by the same company. One of them is an MMA fighting company. Mm-hmm. The other is a professional wrestling company. And in your professional wrestling company on its premium live event, one of the big four pay-per-views of the year, they are having an MMA match. Yeah. It wasn't somebody, isn't an MMA match. Somebody That's somewhere awesome. dropped the ball. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that they should be fired, but if this was any other industry, you drop the ball that hard. You're escorted out the door. One of the things I will say that I liked, and this is the, the nerdy corner, Shayna came down wearing uh, Horace's armor from Warhammer when he was going to fight the Emperor. The black and gold with the giant eye of chaos on, on the chest. So, nerd points, very cool. Yeah. Um, Speaking of being fired, there's only one person in professional wrestling that I think should be fired right now, mm-hmm. and his name is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Well, he's he's... Give him a, a he's he's recovering from spinal surgery. He had to take a leave of absence. The same time that more questions, the search warrants, and, and all kinds that of kind stuff. of stuff oh, yeah. came down from the U.S. Attorney's Office yeah, yeah. in regards to his uh, sex scandal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Meet me thinks that somebody's getting close to an indictment. Sounds that way. <laughs> um. So after the after this, what match was next? Uh, following that match where Baszler did get the win, she choked yeah. out Ronda. Uh, I wanted to make sure we yes. highlighted that. We have the Intercontinental Championship math, match, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Okay, This match. was a pretty, like, I would say it's a decent match. Decent match, absolutely formula, formulaic. Gunther was absolutely going to win here. He's only a month away from breaking Honky Tonk's title uh, reign. There is no chance that Drew was going to win, which sucks horribly because Drew McIntyre is not an enhancement talent. No. Moving but on. <laughs> he did he did show well yeah. during the match. Uh following this we have the world heavyweight championship Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. This match was decent. Told decent. a good story. Yep. 
uh, out comes Damian Priest at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian hits Seth while the referee's back is turned. Not enough to get the pinfall. Yeah, he just punched him. He didn't hit him with the briefcase. Yeah, he, he just punched him. Finn realizes that he's down there as uh, Damian called for Dominic and Rhea to come down. Mm-hmm. They, they come distract the, the ref. Yep. Damien slides the uh, briefcase in. Um, if you're talking about getting towards the finish? No. no okay. Not yet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Damien slides the briefcase in. That's right. And Finn's like, no, we're not changing the plan. Right. And you have you see a little bit more back and forth. Finn is down. Seth is up on the top rope. Dominic goes up to attack him. Seth jumps off into Damien. And then hits Dominic with a curb stomp. Yep. Then we get towards the end of the match. Yeah, Damien has the briefcase. Finn starts calling for him to slide the briefcase in. Right. Give him the briefcase, distract the ref. Damien hesitates, looks very pissed off. He slides the briefcase in, goes around, distracts the ref. Finn goes over to grab the briefcase Curb stomp from Seth. Into the briefcase. Into the briefcase. One, two, three. Yeah. And Damian Priest's face afterwards was just amazing. Yeah. It was just a shit look on his face. Like, well, he had he had this a, whole pissed I, off. Like he I this, don't care. This sucks. I'm pissed at the world about this. Yeah. I wanted Finn to win. Uh, I assume. If nothing else with the Judgment Day, like forget all the Judgment Day stuff. I wanted Finn to win because they've played up this seven year. Yeah, like and the whole storyline between Finn, Finn and Seth is very. Finn comes out with seven written across his shoulder that got injured. Yeah, the V falls into his shoulder. The the where the uh, you know the muscle the, on his the shoulder scars crease. were. Yeah, they talk up. He's attacking Seth's arm. He buckle bombs Seth. He throws him into the barricade a couple times. Like, and the commentary is is very quick on. He's doing what Seth did to him to ruin his shoulder. Yeah. I felt like you should have had Seth lose here. Either Finn wins, and but it's a, a knockdown drag out fight. Finn gets his title, and then Priest cashes in on him. Yeah. No hard feelings, bud. South of heaven. One, two, three. Finn has now held the belt. Twice for less than a day combined. Um, you tell that story. Or Seth wins. Seth is so beat up. They jump in, beat Seth down more. Priest cashes in. One, two, three. Priest is the champion. And now Finn feels some kind of way. I did all the work. But you got the belt. Nope. It just, I, I didn't like the ending of it. Again. Mediocre at best. Yeah. Uh, but it was a decent match. It told a decent story. Just not the story that I wanted. Uh, next up, we have the WWE Women's Championship. Asuka versus Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. I said Asuka. Who is that? She is or was the women's champion, WWE no, no, Women's no, no. Champion. That can't be it. 
Um, she's a very talented Japanese professional wrestler. Uh, she she can't um, be a champion. She this has was, a great gimmick. She was a she she was a, lo- a lo- like a local talent, right? Nope. Like nope. this was this was Bianca versus Charlotte for a vacated belt, right? Nope. Nope. Oscar is your your WWE Women's Champion. I get I, I don't why buy you, it. I I get I why you feel it. that way because she has been the third wheel for this entire feud. Um. I hated this match. My text at the the conclusion of this match, and I will we'll go through it in a minute. But my text was, "They've done Oscar dirty with this title." Yeah, reign. absolutely. Oscar's uh, been done horrible with this reign. Um, this was Charlotte versus Bianca to see who was going to be the champion, and oh, Oscar just happened to be there because she inconveniently is holding the belt. Yeah. Um. I, I, I will say the I, match was good. I disliked it all the way through. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't like but, the match. I didn't like the Bianca falls to the outside at one point and gets, quote, unquote, hurt. Well, Bianca, um, at one point, she started selling her knee like she had messed up her knee. Well, she was thrown to the outside, and you can't see it on camera, but they heavily implied that she hit her knee on the stairs. Well, before that, she had started selling her knee. Medic staff comes down. They're checking on Bianca. Asuka and Charlotte are doing their thing in the ring. They're fighting. Next thing you see, the medic staff has Bianca up on their shoulders, you know, holding her, you know, helping her hobble up the ramp. Uh, Asuka gets put in the figure eight. Bianca fights off all the medics and hobble runs down and climbs the ropes and does a splash onto Charlotte from the top not, row. And not just any splash. Like, she does some fancy twisty tur- yeah. turning. Like, definitely had to use her knee to jump. Right, from this and, knee that she couldn't <laughs> even walk on. Yeah. Right? She was able to climb up and do this. Um, the finish sees Asuka, or Charlotte has Bianca in the figure eight, which, remember, knee. I feel that should have been an instant tap out if you're going to do that. Oscar crawls in the ring, missed Charlotte. Charlotte releases the hold long enough for Bianca to roll Oscar up. Yeah, and, and so throughout this entire pin, Charlotte and Bianca are still tied up. Their legs are still yeah. tied up together. But Oscar missed Charlotte, goes yeah. over to do something to uh to Bianca, and Bianca just rolls her up. One, two, three. It's the pin. Here we go. Bianca's champion again. Now, me and Jody are sitting here like, great. As much as I like Bianca, she is boring right now. She is John Cena levels of boring. Yeah. All of a sudden, you hear Damage Control's music hit. Eo Sky's music. Or Zeo Sky's. Out comes Damage Control. Yep. They lay out Charlotte and Asuka. Yep. Run yep. in the ring. Uh, Bailey gives Bianca. The- Bianca... Hits Bailey to stop Bailey from hitting her yeah. with the uh, briefcase because I'm not sure why Bailey has the briefcase at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, Bailey turns the briefcase in as EO's climbing well, the rope. So that causes Bailey to drop the briefcase. Yeah. EO grabs the briefcase, hits her in the back of the knee, the one that's been right. injured. You can't yep. see the air quotes, injured this whole time. So hits her in the back of the knee with the briefcase. Slides it to Bailey. Bailey turns it in. She climbs the rope. Bianca's laid out. She does her um, her over the moon salt. One, two, three. 
EO is the champion. EO is the champion. Dakota comes out of the crowd to celebrate. This is my second. That's a really cool moment. And they gave EO gets the belt. They gave EO some time to celebrate more time than I think that she needed or deserved. Um, at this point, maybe more time than needed, but she deserves it. She's put in the work. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with her being champion. I'm fine. I'm more fine with her being champion than Bianca at this point. Yeah. I don't know Uh, why they had to take the belt off of Asuka and give it to Bianca for 30 seconds so that EO could cash in on Bianca, but whatever EO's got the belt fine. Um, Lest you think that uh, Dakota is clear to wrestle, she is not. She's not. She is getting closer, but she is not cleared. She spoke about it yeah. following the show. Um, she's not cleared to wrestle. She came in to be part of this moment, yeah. um, which works because of they're all in damage yeah, control sure, sure, right sure. now. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, great moment. And then we roll in to um, the Universal Championship match. This match made me hate wrestling. (laughs) Here we have Tribal Combat. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the WWE Champion. Undisputed Universal Championship. And the head of the table position, the Tribal Chief. So when they first talked about this match, one of the rules that was stated was the bloodline can't get involved. And they immediately dropped that. So we know that Solo's getting involved here. Yep. So we have a there match. There is nothing at all. I'm going to rant about this for a minute. There is nothing at all special about this match. Nothing. It is a Roman Reigns match. He comes down. He gets cocky. He, he, he talks at Jay. There's a comeback from Jay. There's a comeback from Roman. Solo, they end up out in the crowd. Solo gets involved. Jay gets the upper hand. Roman gets the upper hand. Jay gets the upper hand. They kick out of spears. They kick out of super kicks. This is more than formulaic. Formulaic is giving this too much credit for what this match was. Jay put Solo through the announce table. Yeah. And... Goes to get in the ring, and it looks like Jay has Roman beat. Mm-hmm. And then a man in a hoodie appears. Yeah, it's Jimmy. It, it wasn't <laughs> a man in a hoodie. He was wearing a hoodie, but as soon as that hand reached onto the screen, oh, great, Jimmy's turning heel. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy turns no, on Jay. There was no subtlety. There was no nothing with this. This match was awful. From the get-go. The only thing that I will say about this match was the cool white lay that Jay wore down the ring looked kind of neat. The elders were not present. They should have been there. They should have been sitting at the announce. There should have been a special announce table for Afa and Sika and Rikishi to sit at. Mm Because those are the elders, right? They're the, the, the... they're, they're, the the elders are the ones that, that that said this match was okay. They should have been there. They weren't. They weren't even there at the end to put the the whatever the hell they called the the pepper lay around Roman's neck. This match sucked. It completely and utterly has ruined the bloodline story for me. So period. 
Jimmy needs to walk away from the bloodline. Like, he just needs to be, look, I'm done. I'm done. Jay is done at this point. There's nothing left for Jay. That leaves Solo and Roman. Roman needs to declare, I'm the tribal chief. Music needs to hit. It doesn't need to be Rikishi's music. It needs to be off of Nsika's or whatever. The elders need to come out, and Roman needs to be like, acknowledge me, and they need to turn their back on him. Because he was not able I to put Jay out without help. I what they do. I, I get I, this. I I'm, do not care where the bloodline story goes from this point. At all. Jason, we, we're hosting a podcast. And I'm trying to do oh, some stuff I, I to, to advance the podcast. And, and make it. Can you could just, I <laughs> simply do not care where the bloodline story goes from this point. Yeah. This no, is I, like the fourth or fifth time in three years that either Jimmy or Jay has turned on each other. Yeah. I can guarantee you, Monday night on Raw, what's going to happen is Jimmy's going to come out to the ring and he's going to cut his promo and his promo is going to be, why does my brother get to be the one that tries for the tribal chief? It should be me. I'm the one that got hurt. It I'm the one that me. stepped in the way. <laughs> it should have been me fighting Roman. Man, brother jealousy. That's what it's going to be. It's not going to be anything cool. It's not going to be anything neat or fun or twist or any of that. It's not going to be Jay walking out and being like, I'm tired of y'all's petty squabbles. I'm leaving. That's not happening. That would make sense. Jay is going to, Jimmy's going to come out and he's going to be butthurt about the fact that it was Jay that got the spotlight. And that's what it's going to be. And Roman's going to come out and be like, I accept you back. And Jimmy's going to be like, okay. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to be the dumbest shit ever, and I'm done with it. Even with as much cool stuff as we've said about the bloodline here recently and the build to this match. Nah, it, they ruined every bit of goodwill that I had for this and really for the company as a whole at this point. I just don't well, care. Michael's with gonna with all doing, of that Michael's being said. Michael's going to be doing whiskey and wrestling by himself. <laughs> with all of that being said, uh, I really can't follow that up with anything because there's nothing <laughs> to follow it up. I tried to turn it into something, but no, we had to. <laughs> Look, I get my rants from time to time. No, you do. You do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you the, enjoyed the match, cool. No, I, I didn't enjoy it because I was seriously looking forward to a match with Roman, even if Roman wins, I was fine with Roman winning. I was okay because with Roman I winning. knew that that was going to happen. Like you, but you, here's the thing: I was looking forward to one match out of Roman's entire three-year title reign, just one time. Or it could have just been him versus someone. Where it's just him, and he earns the title without the help of somebody. You could. This could have been done. There could have been one thing done that would have made this even all right-ish. When this man, when Jay said this is tribal combat two weeks ago, and Roman kind of looked at him, Jay could have said, I don't want your damn title. I don't care about the WWE title. This is more than that. This is blood. It's about being the head of the table. That's all I want. And this match could have just been Jay versus Roman with the tribal chief title on the line, the the lead, the head of the table, yeah. the leader of the clan, and then if Jay, then you have Jay win. But when Jay wins, Roman refuses to fall in line. Then you can tell the elders throwing Roman out of the group and all of this kind of stuff. It could have been something even more spectacular. 
Instead, they went with the dumbest shit imaginable, and here we are. It's the same issues that we have with MJF as champion. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Roman, not one time, not one time, has Roman beat another wrestler without outside interference in this entire Once. title reign. Once. Who? He beat Jay the very first match. Okay. The Three years ago, their very first match. Since because even the because even the second match, he put the Jimmy he put the mood involved. on he Jimmy. He put the move on Jimmy to make Jay quit. Yeah. All of the Kevin Owens stuff, there was interference. All they of, stopped the count. Right. There was a yeah. There was a last man standing match, and the ref just, the ref just stopped counting because Paul couldn't get the cuffs off in time. Yeah. You just keep counting. You just accept or, the botch and you rewrite. Or or you turn and you have Kevin, you, you know, the ref goes, hey, check him. Yeah. Nine. And yeah. then you mess you know, with him because you can't mess with him when we're doing the yeah. count. You know, just there are something. any number of things that could have been done there. Yeah, but I'm yeah. sorry. I turned away from the microphone to say yeah. that kick but him. But the whole three years. It's been the same formula for a Roman Reigns match. Roman comes out. He's super cocky. He generally beats people down. Then the the baby face gets their comeback, and then somebody has to interfere, which costs the match. They've put it in cages. They've put it in hell in a cell. They've done no DQs. They've done everything to say, well, it won't matter. They're in a cage. They can't interfere. They They crawl from under the ring. They have kicked out Solo Sokoa only for him to, to come, come back. Right back. Yeah. This, this, I have absolutely zero faith that they can do anything to save the bloodline story at this point. And I just don't care. Oh, Paul Heyman says we're in the bottom of the third. And we haven't yeah. even hit our stride yet. I don't even care. I, um, I simply don't care. Uh, I haven't been watching <laughs> WWE products on like Mondays and Fridays normally. I've caught a couple of YouTube clips here and there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd even stopped watching YouTube clips, but then this, the Bloodline story has kind of, it kind of drew me back in with where it was going. So I kind of started watching at least those segments on YouTube. Um, you know, if I was at home on Friday, I would turn on and catch like the beginning of SmackDown and tended to catch the end of SmackDown because that's when the Bloodline was talking. You know, even if they had had... I, I don't care. Even if they had had this match go down exactly how it had gone down, but you have the elders there, and when Roman walks by them on his way out, they stand up and turn their backs on him. You could that, have had that. That would have solidified something. Do that, that, something different. Like, it, it would have just been like, oh, oh, the elders now have turned against Roman. Like... Like, we talked about it last week or week before last with the contract signing. How Roman was all cocky and arrogant, and he had the the Roman Reigns look, right? And as soon as Jay said tribal combat, Roman's whole demeanor shifted. Yeah. His face changed. Are you sure you want to do this? Jay's like, absolutely. Do the elders know? They're the ones ones that suggested it. All right. I mean, okay. You know, and and he he became a completely different person. and, And he looked unsure. He looked scared. He looked... He became that different person, and that was compelling. Yeah, this 
was not. And this was the exact same thing. Like, I would have been willing if this match didn't happen on SummerSlam. I might would have given SummerSlam six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Because the matches were mediocre, right? But they weren't necessarily bad. Okay, the matches were fine. The stories suck. All of let's the, story, get, that's, all that's of the stories were bad. That's 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 what it is. The matches were fine. Yeah. The matches were serviceable at worst. Yeah. Well, there were. Uh, I still say that the Ronda. It that had match issues. Was bad. It had issues. Um, but overall, the matches were fine. The storylines sucked. The storylines ruined this pay per view. Yeah. And the matches were not good enough to pull that out. Like, we'll talk about AEW, and we talk about how bad the storylines there are from time to time, and they are. But the matches tend to pull out bad storylines sometimes. This had no saving qual- This had no saving no. graces. None. No. And with that being said, wrestling sucks. Yeah. We hate what we do. Right. We'd like to shout out a big thank you to McNarve Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. God, that's... Yeah. Oh, we don't hate what we do. Look, if you want to do something besides listening to listen to wrestling and that, come down to McNarv. Get yourself a, a D&D book. D&D doesn't suck. No, it doesn't. Get yourself some magic cards. For the most part, magic doesn't suck. Our Pokemon, our miniatures games, none of those suck. Do something fun with your time as opposed to watch wrestling. <laughs> and you can do that at McNarv. Yep. You can get all these stuff. Buy your, buy your, buy your nerdy, buy your, buy, eh, buy your nerdiness. Yep. Right. Enjoy it. Enjoy your life. And while you're here and because wrestling sucks so bad and you host a weekly podcast on it, so it means you have to watch it, uh, head on over to Big Dog Liquor and buy make, yourself. <laughs> make the suck go away. <laughs> buy yourself something to help make the suck go away. Uh, Big Dog Liquor here in Goshen, Mississippi. They have uh, deals going. Uh, they have discounts if you're military. They have discounts if you're uh, elderly. Come check them out on Wednesdays. You can stack them. They have wine discounts. If you buy it by the case, I'm sure he'll give you a big discount there as well. If they don't have what you're looking for, he can probably get it for you. So check out Big Dog Liquor here in Goshen, Mississippi. Yep. And, you know, hey, once you've... Uh... You've got you a board game or some card games or something that doesn't suck for McNarb. You want to listen to something that doesn't suck and they're not constantly complaining about professional wrestling? Right. <laughs> listen to Travelers on the Omnibus because they don't suck. <laughs> they don't suck. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture, and they will take you on some wild rides. Uh, I think one of their most recent ones, they talked about cool horror characters, mm-hmm. which is which was right up my alley. Uh, uh, I loved one of their recent ones, the Sell Me On It. Yeah. Where well, that was they, really good. They talked about different things and it was a, hey, you may not know about this. Let me tell you about it and let's see if we can get you interested in it. Different things they were passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the guys on there, Jody, he does his own podcast called Fearology. Yep. He talks about one of his passions, which is horror movies. Mm-hmm. And and there are times when horror movies suck just as bad as wrestling does. But Jody presses on, and, and he does his stuff on there. In fact, we ran, fell down a rabbit hole last night trying to find out information about a something that Fangoria put out called Slother House, where an evil sloth is trying to kill sorority girls. 
Yeah. So look I, forward to that. And if movies uh, are your thing, <laughs> check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They talk about movies. They talk about bingeable television shows. They have a live stream on YouTube, so you can check them out there, or you can catch them on your favorite podcast listening app. So, with all of, all of that said, terribleness out of the way, I guess we will probably be back next week. Depending on how much <sighs> we drink. So, cheers. Cheers.